and welcome back to the Our Flag Means What Again podcast, the podcast where I explain, analyze, and critique HBO Max's new hit show, Our Flag Means Death, created by David Jenkins. My name is Courtney, and in this episode, I'll be discussing the sixth episode titled The Art of Fuckery, one of Our Flag Means Death's funniest episodes and one of their best written. Yeah, it's true. Argue with your mother. Okay, so the first thing we see in here is Izzy narrating in the background. I think he's writing into his diary journal and he's talking about how Ed has become seduced by Steed and he doesn't think he's planning on killing him. And the montage that goes with it, one of the best scenes in the whole show. No, it's true. The way the lighting is set around them, they're just having fun, you know, whether it's sitting against the rails and drinking and laughing together or they're sword fighting or they're just talking. In that scene with them and the crew having lunch all together and everyone's just happy and Ed and Steed are in their own little corner. Everyone's having their own conversation. But they're together and Ed and Steed are laughing. Ed throwing his head back. I'm like, I know nothing that nigga's saying that funny. Nothing is ever that funny coming out of a white man's mouth. But you know what? I digress. Life goes on. Izzy up in the corner being sulky as hell. Instead of being with everyone talking and laughing. He be causing his own problems. Because why are you so hateful? You could easily join in on the fun and festivities and laugh but you want to be bitter like please get help like it's okay to laugh sometimes you know anyway we see their friendship and how they're always with each other and laughing and talking and smiling and blushing especially ed toiling his hair and kicking his feet anyway we get to them currently and they're dueling ed's teaching steed how to use a sword and they're dueling and shit and ed smacks him on the ass unserious man but i mean i guess go off He tells Steed, you know, you're kind of getting better, I guess. And Steed is obviously not getting better, but, you know, he's flirting with him. Steed is not picking up on that at all. He's like, oh, yeah, it's been a minute since I've cut myself on my blade, which he proceeds to do. And he's like, damn, that's crazy. Ed tells him there's a faster way to get better at dueling. And he throws his sword away and he's like, stab me. And Steed obviously is like, I don't want to do that. And Ed's like, nah, go ahead, you know, run me through. Gay, flirting with him again, Steed still not picking up on it. And Steed's like, um, I don't want to do that. And Ed's like, nah, do it or I'll shoot you. And he whips out his gun, which, you know, that's not how guns worked back then. They weren't like guns now. He'd have to load it. But Steed doesn't know that. And he knows that Steed doesn't know that. And Steed's freaking out like, don't shoot me, man. Like, come on. And Ed's like, nah, stab me or I'll shoot you. And he starts counting down. And Steed screams and stabs him. And Ed's all giggly like, hee hee, you stabbed me. He's like, oh my fucking God. I stabbed you, you're crazy. And he's like, yeah, it's fine though because I took it on the left side. And he's like, science tells us that the organs on the right side are important and the left side is fine to gut. Which really some 18th century bullshit. We all know that's not true. And Steve's like, damn, is that true? And I was like, oh yeah, you know, I know from experience I've gotten run through so many times. Getting run through is an art. Innuendos, please. He's dropping them like crazy. And Steve's like, well, shit, how do we get it out? And then Ed's like, oh, you just tug. And then they start moaning and shit. Why? I don't know. I get why Ed is like, damn, you know, like, he's the one that's been stabbed. But Steve, why are you moaning? Mmm, seems a little fruity. Anyway, Izzy is up on deck hearing all this. And he starts crying, kind of. And he's like, oh, my God, eyes tearing up. Like, get up and walk away if you don't want to hear it, my brother. You sitting there, you got two working legs, get the fuck up and walk away. I wouldn't sit there and hear all that, but okay, pop off. We get the title sequence in the moon signaling the episode start. I love the title sequence in the moon. It's cute. I like it. Steed is now telling stories to the crew and his fit, that silk purple vest, very amazing. The pants and the white shirt, the matching silk vest and the silk pants 
with that shirt and the long socks steve kind of a narcissist but his outfits you can't tell him he's not always the best dressed like maybe there was one or two episodes where he wasn't the best dressed but other than that he's eating all the girls up i'm sorry he just is anyway he's telling ghost stories to the crew and ed's right next to him just like smoking and his ghost story is bullshit he's talking about this man that had a hook for a head and the crew's obviously like that don't make no sense like how the fuck does he eat or like how does he kiss and steve's like he doesn't kiss no one likes him i laugh so hard at that line every time reese darby one thing about him he's gonna make you laugh he needs his emmy i need him to get his emmy nomination if not a win i'm just asking for a nomination please i'm sorry that was a little tangent anyway back to it we drift off to where izzy ivan and fang are and ivan and fang are like damn you know he's doing really well this is the most emotionally available and open i've ever seen him and i don't think we're gonna kill steed and Izzy's like no he told me that we we're gonna kill steed he promised he never promised shit, my brother. He never promised you that. Why are you lying? And the way Ivan and Fang can tell that they're not gonna kill this dude, but Izzy's like, no, the plan is still on. Just trust in him. I'm sorry, Con O'Neill. He's not listening to this shit. I'll be fine. <laughs> anyway, we go back to the crew and they're like, not them. Pete's like, oh, I bet that Blackbeard has scarier stories. His dick writing is insane. Like, it's almost as bad as Izzy's. Like, you got no self-respect? Anyway, Ed tells them that his dad was killed by the Kraken. And they're all like, oh my gosh, that's so crazy. And Olu one day when he says, bruh, the Kraken killed Blackbeard's paw. <laughs> I love him so much. But Ed's like, oh, I learned that day a very important lesson. Turn your enemy's worst fear against them and you'll own them. And she's like, oh, I've often said that. And the crew, they're all fake. They're not fake because like you never said that. But still, like back me up here, damn. They're like, you've never said that shit. And so he's like, oh, yeah, you know, maybe I was on my own. Blackbeard's like, yeah, maybe you were on your own. You probably said on your own. He's like, yeah, that's what it was. Then Steve's like, hey, how do you go about, you know, honing in your enemy's fear? And Ed's like, oh, I don't know if you guys really want to know. And they're like, oh, no, yeah, we want to know. And Steve's like, yeah, we want to know, right, gang? I love them so much. They're tiny little. The family is forming. Found family trope on the rise already. And we're only on episode six. Wow. Revolutionary. And he tells them, maybe I will someday, you know, but be careful what you ask your God for. She might answer. We love an inclusive king. We love it. The next scene we see is Steed laying down in his tiny little bed thing. I don't know what that is. Is that a bed? Is that a day bed? Would that count as a day bed? I don't think it's a day bed because it's like when those beds are like up against the window. I think that's a day bed. Correct me if I'm wrong. But we see Steed sleeping and he's got this eye mask. I need that eye mask because... It is so cute. It's like purple, soft looking velvet, like a lilac purple. It's cute. I need it. Anyway, he's sleeping and then Buttons comes in out of nowhere. He's like, oh my God, wake up. There's fog outside, but it's like mysterious looking fog. And so Steve gets up and goes outside and everyone's already on deck. And they're like, where's Blackbeard? And then Ed's moving here and there. They're like, oh my God, how the fuck is he doing that? And then he starts floating down and they're all freaking out because it's pyrotechnics and he's floating. They're like, oh my God, what the fuck? And then the Swede jumps off the ship because <laughs> he's like, every man for themselves. And Blackbeard's like, oh, cool it, cool it. Everyone stop. We got a man overboard. And of course, Steed is eating this up. He's like, oh my God, how did you do that? That's so cool. That's so amazing. And Ed's like, oh, it's the art of fuckery. And then Izzy comes over because of course he does. He's always got to ruin shit. He's like, Ed, I got to talk to you. And Steve's like, oh, it's like theater, you know, the theater of fear. And Ed, the simp he is, he's like, oh my God, I love that so much. That's a cute name. And Izzy, once again, being a hater, he's like, his name is Blackbeard, dog. 
And it's like, it's never that deep because you can call him Ed and Edward, but God forbid anyone else anyway, fucking hypocrite. And Steve's like, okay, I get the message. He walks away, but under his breath, he's like, looks like there's trouble in paradise. He is so fucking petty. I love it though. And Izzy's like, oh, I need to talk to you. And then he tries to get Ed out of the shit. But <laughs> they're like struggling. It's like, why the fuck is your head between my legs, mate? And Izzy's like, I'm trying to get you out of this. And he's like, you're tightening it. Stop. Like, let go. Like, do this. There's a buckle. Izzy gets tired and he's like, that's it. Since you know everything about fucking everything in the fucking world. And he just walks away. And Ed's still hanging there. He's like, Izzy! He finally gets down and goes under that thing in the ship. You know the brig? Is that a brig? I don't know what it's called. But it's where Steed was interrogated the first time in episode four. He's like, mate, that was fucking embarrassing. Like, you left me up there for 20 minutes. And then Ivan and Fang are also there. And Ed sees this. He's like, what the fuck is going on? What is this? And Ivan and Fang are like, you remember what you told us when we first joined the crew? And he's like, nah, I don't remember that shit. And they're like, you told us no pets on board because the love of a pet makes a man weak. And Ed's like, did I say that? He don't remember shit. And then Fang's like, you made me put my dog down. And he's like, damn, I did not remember that. And Izzy's like, me and the boys think that you'd come to view Bonnie as some sort of pet. He's basically telling him he needs to be put down. And Fang's like, oh, it's not right. They're just pets. And he starts crying. And Ivan's comforting him. He's like, oh, it's okay, Fangy. You know, he's up in heaven now. And Fang's like, yeah, but we go to different heavens. And Ed got no time for this. He just walks away. He's like, we're not doing this shit. And Izzy, of course, being the number one menace to society that he is, follows Ed above deck. He's like, say the word, I'll do it. You know, I'll put him down. I'll make it quick and easy and I'll enjoy it too. And we know you would enjoy it and you would not make it quick. He's a little rat, that one. Not a good man at all. And Ed knows this, so he's like, nah, you know, it's my mess. I'll do it. And speak of the devil, Steed shows up in this nice fit. It's like kind of a tan color. And it looks kind of like the outfit he wore in the flashback where him and Mary, it was their anniversary. Like, it's lighter. It's close to beige. That's the color. And the vest he's wearing is kind of like a greenish gold color. And he's got, of course, his little necktie, white, and his frilly sleeves. He just looks good as hell. The outfit is amazing. I gotta stop getting distracted by his outfits. I'm sorry, but I didn't make the costume designs. It's on them for making them that good. Anyway, he tells Ed that they've spotted a Danish... Yeah, that's how it is. Danish warship or just a Danish ship. And he says he wants to take it through a bit of fuckery. But Ed's like, nah, a good fuckery takes ages to develop. And of course, Izzy, ever the hater, he's like, nah, Steve's owned his tactical mind and he's ready for a fuckery. And Steve's like, damn, I misjudged you. Okay, let's do it. We're going to do the fuckery. And Ed's like, you know damn well that man is not ready for a fuckery. And Izzy's like, no, but he'll be doing something he loves. Send him to doggy heaven, it's time. Nasty man. Nasty, nasty, nasty. Steed has done another outfit change. This is like his third time, yeah, because the first one was his silk gown. No, this is his fourth time, actually, because, yeah, I'm counting where he puts on the robe as a second, because that's a different outfit. Anyway, now he's in this black turtleneck and, like, loose-ish kind of black pants. And his hair, it's, like, all swooped back a little bit, but there's, like, this chunk of curl in the front it's cute i love it his hair is always defined those curls yeah anyway he's gathered the crew together to ask them their opinions on what they should do for the fuckery and he asked them for ideas and buttons is like he yearns to make sweet love to the sea don't know why we need to know that and steed says so he's like well way too personal next and jim's like what if i hack up a dummy with an axe 
And Steed is such a douche. They're all like, oh, that's a good idea. Steed's like, mm, that's a pretty cheap scare. And he's like, next. And Pete's like, um, he's thinking. And Steed's like, hurry up. And he's like, I'm thinking, I can't think of one. And Steed's like, never mind. All of these ideas are terrible. Nasty, nasty man. I can't stand him sometimes. But he tells them, oh, we've got the master of psychological horror here in William Shakespeare, which is who he's kind of, his look is modeled after. I love, I need to know who was on costume design for this whole show for Steed. I don't know if it was different people or like just one group of people, but they ate because his outfits every time. Iconic. Button says that he's witnessed a man eating another man's face and that was pretty vulgar. Why do I feel like it was Buttons eating the other man's face? Or if he actually did witness another man eating another man's face, then it was probably something that he saw and was like, oh my god, that's so cool, let me do that too. I feel like he would do something like that. Steed, of course, being the narcissist he is, he's like, mm, that's a bit of a cheap scare, not really what I'm going for. And then Lucius sees that his finger has gotten bigger. He's like, my finger feels like fire, and he passes out. They're like, oh, damn. And Steed... My god, that man, he is such a dick sometimes. David Jenkins was right. He is a benign narcissist. He's like, oh my god, fine, take 20 minutes. This whole rehearsal is shit. And then he's like, fuck. And he walks away. He goes to his room to drink, and him being the dramatic little man he is, he's like, Muse, why have you forsaken me? While looking away and drinking out of his cup. I don't know what cup that is, but I need it. Because the gold trim around it, it's giving classy, it's giving elegance. Izzy pops up out of nowhere, just like in episode 3, and he's like, how goes the fuckery? And Steve's like, how the fuck did you get in here? He do not make noise. And Izzy's like, oh, this is a perverse misuse of space, being nasty. And Steve's like, well, that's crazy, piss off, the fuckery is cancelled. And he does a little dramatic closing of this sheer curtain, also elegant, beautiful. This man, he's got amazing taste. And Izzy's like, you can't cancel it, I went out on a limb for you, you little shit. Calling him a little shit, my good sir, you are shorter than everyone on this ship, except for maybe Buttons and Jim, but okay. I did laugh, though. It was nasty, but I did laugh. And Steve's like, why the fuck would you even do that? You can't stand me. And he's like, yeah, but Ed adores you. Why? I don't know, but you make him happy. At least he's aware, I guess, so yay for that? Question mark? Basically tells him in harsher words, not as nicely. He's like, you know, pop off, do your best perform like it's your last day on earth because he thinks it's gonna be obviously this is like a threat light he does a lot of light threats and stuff you know light bigotry that's his brand i'm sorry anyway fang and pete have taken lucius to roach because he's the ship's doctor i guess now makes no sense and fang's confused by this he's like you're also the doctor i thought you were the chef and roach the icon he is he's like knives are knives meets meat I know that's right. Get your extra paycheck. <laughs> and he looks at it, he's like, oh yeah, this shit's gonna have to be amputated. And Fang, I love him. He's like, oh, he's a visual artist. You can't cut the boy's little fingies. I love him so much. I love Fang. And Pete's like, level with us, man. There's no way, like, there's no other way. He's gotta get his fingers cut off. And Roach takes out his cigarette and pats Pete's head. He's like, not in my professional opinion, no. And then he's like, I'll hack it off in one go. Or two. Or three. I'm like, this man is not a doctor. Why do they have... I mean, no one else can really do the doctor stuff and i guess it makes sense having the chef as a doctor it doesn't but i'm trying here <laughs> like i guess and just as he's about to hack off lucius's finger lucius wakes up and runs away and fang and peter like no come back wait honey and rich is like it's all a dream come back you're just dreaming come back 
which I recently found out that line was improvised. Samba is an actor. Actor. He's getting that Emmy. If not this season, then next season. Trust. Believe. Anyway, Steed finally comes back to the crew and he's like, oh, I'm sorry. You know, I forgot the most important thing about theater and putting on a show. And Frenchie's like, to be interesting? And Steed's like, no, company. And so he apologizes for not listening to them and shit. And he's like, now nah, I'm ready to come up with ideas. And they're like, no, nah, we already got it all figured out. And he's like, oh, shit. And they're like, yeah, we just need a final key, like something at the end. And Steed, smart but dumb, he's like, oh, I got something. Something that'll really plumb the depths. Tell me why the fuck this man uses the Kraken. Ed just told y'all yesterday that his dad was killed by the Kraken. And in your little pea-sized brain, you're like, that'll be a great thing. Let me use this man's trauma. You weren't thinking, huh? We cut to Ed looking fine as hell. He's hyping himself up by playing that knife game. You know the one where you put it through all your fingers and try not to stab yourself. And he's like, oh, you can do this, man. You're a killer, so kill. You know, hyping himself up. <laughs> I love him so much. Frenchie comes up from behind him. He's like, ah, uh, Captain Steed says that he wants you to be in a certain area so you could see the good stuff. And Ed's like, mm, okay, let's do this. And the way that he swings his legs over the rail thing to go walk it's not a big deal but it was a big deal to me it changed my life it did it did he was so fine for that i don't know why he had to do it the way he did maybe it's just me doing too much but that affected me greatly i didn't think it would have that kind of hold on me but it did which is unfortunate the fuckery is very unserious the danish come on the ship and they're like damn where is everyone and steed is doing some Shakespeare type shit and the Swede is also there struggling to hold on to the rope. They got Pete in this makeshift wig that comes off. The Danish are very confused. They're like, what the fuck is happening? And Frenchie's like, I am a witch. She's all covered in green and shit, you know. And Weejon is his cat. And then they chase the Danish into the room where Ed is hiding behind the curtain. But before they do that, Steve's there and he's like, oh my god, you're here. Wait for it. It's going to be like a huge big finale thing. And then Ed's like, no, I think I heard laughing. And Steve's like, no, that was definitely screams. And the Danish finally come into the room and they see Buttons eating Roach's face. And they're like, what the fuck is happening? And then they hear screaming and they turn and they see behind the curtain, Jim is hacking something up and pulling out intestines. They're like, what is going on? And Steve's like, oh my god, isn't this great? And Ed's like, yeah, man, it's some scary shit. And he's getting ready to stab him, but then Lucius busts out of nowhere, and he cuts off his finger, and it's like, oh, holy shit, how did you do that? And he's like, I don't know, I'll have to ask him. And then the Swede starts singing, he sounds like an angel. They're like, oh, holy shit, the Swede can really sing. And he's like, yep, that's a little Nordic angel. I love them so much. Like, the found family, you feel it coming up, it's on the rise. Like, by episode 9, the trope is in action. Anyway, he tells Ed to wait right there because it's a big finale and he's gonna love this. Dumb. No thoughts behind those eyes. Just liquid sloshing around. It's not even ground beef. It's just liquid sloshing around. Not even liquid. Space. Echoes. You In one ear, out the other. Nothing. Just hello, hello. No brain. He's like, the beast has been awoken by the siren song. And what is it? A tail hitting against the window. Ed is freaking out. PTSD kicking in. He's like, holy shit. And he falls to his knees and cries. The Danish see him. They're like, oh my god, it's Blackbeard. And they run away. And Ed crawls into the bathroom. Steve's like, oh my goodness, damn. We get a flashback. We find out that Ed's caucus father was abusive. And Ed is the one that killed him. And Steve busts down the door. 
and he sees Edson in the bathtub, which, by the way, he's wearing, not really wearing, but Steed's silk yellow robe that he was wearing earlier is covering him. It's so cute. And he tells him the Kraken didn't kill my dad. I did. Which, I mean, I picked up on. But, yeah, you know, it's good to talk about your feelings and shit and, like, get your trauma out there. It's good to talk to someone about that because that shit cannot stay in. And he says, I'm the Kraken. Wow, we love foreshadowing. It's great. I love to see it. That's just good writing. And he tells Steed that he was supposed to kill him. <laughs> and Steed's like, is that still on the cards? Or in the way Ed shakes his head all sad, like, I know it's not supposed to be cute, but it is. I'm sorry. I can't help it. And he tells him, you don't belong in doggy heaven. <laughs> and Steed's like, is that a pirate term? Or Ed shakes his head and tells him he's not a good person. And that's why he don't have any friends. And she's like, no, that's not true. You know, I'm your friend. And Ed shakes his head like, no, you're not. And Steve's like, you know, maybe if we could forget that whole murder thing, that'll be great. And Ed's like, could we really do that? And she's like, yeah, I would love that. You know, let's just forget it never happened. And he places his hand right at the edge of the tub. And Ed puts his head on his hand. And it's so adorable. I don't know if their theme song plays here. I don't think it does. I did not write that in my notes. And I was not paying attention that well, or my memory is shit. It's one of them. Yeah, the transition from Ed leaning his head on Steed's hand, and then them walking out together. Yeah, yeah, their relationship is getting stronger. There was a shift there. There was a shift. It's true. And the way it's filmed, like, it's from the overhead shot, and them walking out together to the crew clapping. And Ed's like, wow, that was a wonderful fuckery. Y'all scared the pants off me. And Pete's like, I thought Blackbeard didn't feel fear. And Ed's like, I didn't till today. They're like, wow, that's so crazy. That's great. And Ed's complimenting them all. He's like, oh, Lucius, that was amazing, even though it was his own finger. And then Fang is rubbing Lucius's head because he's still sleeping. He's like, oh, shush, you know, he's sleeping. And then he's like, Swede, what a voice. That was amazing. And Swede's like, no, don't tease. And Steve's like, no, he wasn't teasing. You sounded amazing. And then guess who's here to ruin the fun? Yup, Mr. Israel Hands. He's like, Steve fucking Bonnet, we're dueling right now. And Ed's like, no, we're not doing this shit. And he says, no, you're not doing this. Nasty. The way Ed's face was like, oh, damn, that's crazy. That man be tongued him all kinds of stupid. Ed better than me, because I would not let him get away with half the bullshit he'd be saying to him. But he makes his way down. He walk in all macho-like, not macho-like, like he the shit. And he's like, Steve fucking Bonnet, I fucking challenge you to a fucking duel. Too many fuckings. They gotta give him a limit. Like, you cannot be saying every other word. Like, please extend your vocabulary. Read a dictionary, maybe. I don't know. And he tosses him a sword. And Steve's like, I accept. And everyone's like, do not do that. Obviously, don't. And Ed's like, be careful, Steve. He knows his shit. And Steve's like, oh, as do I. You taught me very well. And Ed's face is like, mm, I did not teach you shit. He was just flirting with him. Like, the fact that Steve did not pick up on that. Good luck, Charlie. Anyway, Steve's like, what's the rules, you know? Is it like, um, whoever loses gets the fuck off the ship unless they're not dead already. Then he starts swinging at Steve. They're all like, whoa, shit, damn. Steve's like, give him a warning. And he's like, that was your warning. And I love the way everyone's hyping him up in the back. They're like, all right, wiggle the hips. That's Frenchie. And they're like, don't let him psych you up. And he just like really molly walking that man. Izzy did not have to backslap him, though. That was bitch behavior, and it was unneeded. It was real nasty. My friend, she called him a cheeky bitch. He's so real for that. And 
he finally kind of gets the upper hand when he falls down and throws like sand in his face and everyone's like yeah get him now and <laughs> instead of stabbing him he whacks his ass like ed taught him and all the one day's like no stab him for fuck's sake and he moves around because they're getting closer to him he's like i'm not about to be stabbed and you see jim in the back trying to like show steed how to stab him but steed is too busy trying to like juke out izzy he like going like back and forth like trying to dodge him but it's like a circle table thing that circle table thing what is that called it's something that sticks out of the ship i don't know what it's called but they're like trying to do that thing you know where you're like which way am i going which way am i going but they're standing in front of each other and izzy goes around it and smacks the sword out of his hand and now Steed is up against the mest. Is that what it's called? The thing he's up against anyway. And he's like, let's call it a draw. He tries to help him out. He better than me. A real kind soul. But Izzy, the nasty man he is, living purely off spite and rage and anger. He's like, nah. Stabs the poor man. And everyone's like, oh, damn. And Ed can't look. He's squeezing, holding onto the rope like, damn, my man just died. Even though he's not his man yet. But you know, manifestation. <laughs> Steed asks Ed, did I do it right? And then Ed looks over and he's like, I took it on the left side, you know. And then Izzy's just like, shut the fuck up. I'm trying to focus on taking this shit out. And Steve tries to give him a little history lesson as to why that shit's not coming out. He's like, this is made from the finest wood in Brazil. You're not getting this shit out. And Izzy's like, shut the fuck up. So angry and bitter. And he pulls his handle so hard that it breaks. And Buttons is like, you know what that means? The rules of dueling. And Frenchie's like, Steve wins in your face, Jizzy. <laughs> And everyone's laughing and chin like, yeah, fuck you. No one likes you on that ship, Izzy. I would have been left because, like, your own team don't like you. Ed is just, like, a case of I'm used to you. You know, you're there. You're certainly there. Not that I really like you much. Speaking of Ed, he's all over his man like, oh, my God, how'd you do that? You're amazing. Looking like he's in love. Like, wow, this man is a genius. Who's touching him? No one. And Izzy looks like a wet rat, looking all sad, like, you caused this. No one told you to. He told you not to duel him, but okay. The next day, Izzy is now in a dinghy, and he's like, you really gonna let this shit slide, Ed? And it's like, I told you not to duel him. And he tells him, you'll rue this day, you'll rue it long, and you'll rue it hard. Just being nasty. But Ed will come to rue that day a little bit, you know, by episode 10. That's just because he's sad and shit. But anyway, Roach and Ivan are also there. And Roach is like, yo, I made you a sandwich for the trip. And he throws it, and it hits Izzy's head and bounces off into the water. And Ivan's like, damn, why'd you do that? I would have eaten that. And Izzy, the bitter, angry man he is, he's like, a fucking pox on all of you. Like, pox? My brother, it's never that deep. Please calm down. Not pox. And Ed's just like, whoop, that's that. And he walks away. Some people are like, oh, he didn't want to see him go because he was too sad. I feel like it was a mixture of he didn't want to see him go and also like, what can I do? You know, he did this to himself. He's a grown-ass man that can make his own decisions. But I can't do nothing about that. They decide to throw Lucius's finger into the sea because they're like, it's cursed and shit. And then Steed is still up against that damn mess with the sword in his stomach. He's like, oh, that's a tad inelegant. I would have whittled it or something, you know, skimmed it into a stone. My brother, what are you talking about? Sometimes he is so unserious. Speaking of whittling, Pete makes Lucius a wooden finger. It's so cute. They kiss. He's like, I love it. And he doesn't know that he whittled and... Pete's like, yeah, well, I'm mysterious as fuck. There's a lot of things you don't know about me. And he's like, nope, that's it. Like, yeah, I thought so. Steed's doing his deep breathing, and Lucius is like, oh, you've been here a minute. You want it out? And Steed's like, yeah, I would love it out. It's been a minute. He's like, okay, I'll get someone. You keep breathing. And we see Izzy rowing, 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 looking angry as fuck. That's why he's rowing so hard. We see Spanish Jackie and her husband, the annoying one, played by 
Fred Armisen. He's like, oh, we should serve food here. You know, it'll open up a whole new revenue. And she's like, shut the fuck up. She's like, Jackie got enough, you know, things to think about right now. You think Jackie don't got enough problems? That means like wait staff, menu, food. She don't got time for that shit. And her outfit here is amazing. It's the same velvet coat that she wore when we meet her for the first time. But this time she's wearing like this purple blouse that's got ruffles and shit and like a pattern on it and it's so cute and once again the hair and design department came through thank you for not making her look raggedy as fuck and for actually giving a shit about how black women look thank you anyway in comes izzy popping up out of nowhere once again he got there out of spite because how did you get here by nightfall i know that they're not really accurate about how long travel takes and our flag means death so he probably got here in a day like you were rowing mad as hell with something to prove for what he tells her they should team up because they both got the common enemy and she's like i right, get this managing and the episode ends great episode love it one of my favorites top five some of the best writing in that show so far like yeah it's definitely top five our flag means death material that montage of ed and steed changed my life changed the course of my life actually cultural reset it's true it's true um thanks for tuning in Tune in next time on the next episode where I talk about episode 7 titled, Oh My God, This Is Happening. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter. The link should be above or below wherever you're watching this. Bye. Thank you for listening.